1: I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted, haunted city <laughs> on
0: earth. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons.
1: I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT. <laughs>
0: He pops in from yeah. the side. Yes, again, JT is back from Woo-hoo. the abyss. You Woo. know, huzzah. Yes, uh, for those of you who are always wondering, why is JT not here? JT will give up his seat immediately for anybody who wants to be on the show. <laughs> oh, so well, yeah. yeah.
2: That's,
1: you know. that's the way to do it. Yes, absolutely.
0: So, we are here with another episode of Ghost Mail. Um, you guys have sent us in a lot of stories of, uh, various paranormal encounters. So please continue doing that because we're loving it. And you guys seem to be really enjoying us, uh, reacting to the ghost mail stories. So Yeah,
2: they're one of our, uh, they're one of the videos with the, um, highest retention rate, meaning people, people listen to the through. whole sure. thing. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, they're crazy stories. So they are great a, stories. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, definitely send us in your ghost mail. If you, um, have one, you can send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com and maybe we will read it on the show. Uh, but before we get into that, we do have a few announcements. So we have Lake Lanier's episode that should be up already at this point. Um, JT and I went to Lake Lanier uh, to do a exclusive podcast for the para junkies. So if you are not a para junkie, maybe you should consider becoming one so you can check out that really awesome episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, JT, do you have any other? announcements for us uh
2: no just um why is it so great to be a pair junkie
0: madison well we have exclusive (laughs) we have exclusive episodes we have a discord we have exclusive merch shops we've got uh fun people we've got us uh, there to interact with you. Oh, yeah. We are basically your 24-7 ghost connection. Um, so we're constantly talking to people over on Para, uh, Para Land, if you will, about different ghostly encounters and things like that. Um, all sorts of fun stuff going on over there.
2: For sure, for sure. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. I think we can uh, go ahead and just uh, jump right into it. All ah. right. Sounds All right. right. Good. So this first story is uh, from Tessa Reber and it's titled The Haunting at 412 Price Street. Ooh, is this Savannah? There you go. I know, all right. Hey guys, I'm going to try and make this as short as possible. The story takes place from November 3rd, through the 7th of 2022. Ooh, recent. recent. Okay, wow. all right. Myself and my five bridesmaids came to Savannah for my bachelorette party and stayed in an Airbnb at 412 Price Street. I will say that I am the only one in this group that believes slash will acknowledge that the paranormal is real. I was sharing a room with my friend who is dead asleep with earplugs in on the far left side of the bed. I laid down and turned the lights off. The second I closed my eyes, I felt someone sit on the end of the bed near my feet. I immediately opened my eyes and saw nothing. My friend had not moved at all. I jumped up and told the other girls what happened and told them to keep the door open. Completely freaked out, I said out loud in the room, Okay, I get that you're here, but you cannot be on the bed.
0: (laughs) She said, sit on the floor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And laid back down. I would soon regret saying that because as soon as I fell asleep, I was woken up by the feeling of someone leaning over me and shoving me down in the bed, waking oh. me up Ooh. aggressive. Okay. Spicy ghost. Uh, the next couple of nights were followed by night terrors. Anytime I fell asleep and things shuffle uh, and things shuffling around in the room. I don't know how, but I just know this spirit was a female and that she was, she was absolutely not going to let me sleep as long as I was there. Wow. Okay. I've never experienced anything as strong as this before. And she didn't bother anyone else in the house. I felt like a weight was lifted off my chest as soon as the plane took off, taking me back to Florida and I fell asleep peacefully for the first time in days. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I would love to hear what you guys think. What, uh, why would she target me? I'm afraid to come back to Savannah because of this.
0: Oh, no. Just don't stay there again. Well, yeah. if she felt
2: it all the way to the airport.
0: Yeah. you know,
1: Some people will actually say that Savannah feels like there's a, like almost like a dome over it. Oh, yeah. And there's a threshold that you cross. And once you're inside mm-hmm. that threshold, things feel notably mm-hmm. different. Like they have this sensation that, oh, my reality altered just a little coming into, you know, and I want to say it's like from the bridge over to yeah, like, sure. you know, mid town kind sure. of just a dome of
0: the bubble. Honestly, <laughs> I, I can I can, vibe
2: I can with feel that. that. Yeah, I can vibe with that. Um, a couple more sentences. Um, why would she target me? I'm afraid to come back to Savannah because of this. I feel like I am not welcome there. I've left out a lot, but that's basically the main event. Loving the podcast and can't wait to hear more from you guys. Tessa R. Woof. So,
0: Woof is right.
1: Fascinatingly, there are a lot of elements of the story that are hag,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: uh, that have a, a hag connotation to it. Like when they describe like hag attack or, or being ridden by the hag, a lot of those elements being pushed down into the bed, yeah. the sensation of something there, night terrors are a big yeah. part of, of that experience. And it kind of goes into the sleep paralysis, you know, construct mm-hmm. of when people are trying to explain what is happening to you what, you know, going the logical route, but, um, you know, uh, Price street used to be the Eastern boundary. Yeah. I'm going to Google the address.
0: Yeah. I was so literally I about say to say that, that
1: that must be not far from your house. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I I know. I I'm, 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 I'm thinking about it. I think it would be, uh, just let's le- I
2: will literally let you know. Right.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I find it interesting that you LOL. felt what
2: <laughs> it's it's literally it's literally um the let's see it's on the opposite okay so it's south of us by only a block and wow. it's, it's like as the address says it's on Price Street mm-hmm. and East Jones Lane so it's the yeah, alley there it is wow yeah
0: wow okay. and that is a,
1: a bizarre area
0: it is. That that whole
1: construct, um, Price Street, but certainly Jones Street. That that there's a lot of different stories that could be going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as being uh, targeted, Yikes. Uh, a good chance is you engaged. You know, you're the one who who spoke to it. You're the one who who uh, and, and and we talk about this all the time. There's there's an invitation with contact. You know, you are initiating a contact, and you and I think you said it in the in the letter itself. It was a mistake to to engage it that way. And we're of the belief that you can always draw boundaries with certain spirits. That by saying no and by mm-hmm. by putting them in their place. But if they are forceful past that point, you might be dealing with something a little more uh, intense than your friendly neighborhood ghost. You might be, right. be like, you know, dealing with, uh, and again, whenever we say demon, <laughs> we are not pulling up full connotations of, uh, a Christian, uh, construct of what a demon is, but we are, we are speaking of non-human entities. We're speaking of, uh, destructive human, uh, non-human entities, uh, because there is a, there is a demonic, uh, trail to it. The, the night terrors really bring yeah. up the idea that you're dealing with something that's psychologically damaging you. Yeah,
0: And something lingering with you to the point where you're yeah. feeling it all the way to the airport, you know. Um, it can be tricky when you're staying in Airbnbs, especially mm. because you never know who's been in there. Right. You never know what's happened in the place. And then you're on in Savannah on top of it. And if you're in that area, you're dealing with houses that are from more than likely, the 1800s, and so you never know what somebody could have brought about in that place. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could have, you know, uh, had a similar energy as whoever brought the entity into the place, and it didn't like that.
2: I'm like, is I want to know uh, if her hair is like a different color. Than yep. everyone else, sure. because, or just something like that. Maybe yeah. she has What's fair skin. Well, maybe. she's,
0: she was the bride. Yeah. She, that's a oh. note, that's a standout. So person. She was shining was as bride. it was. She okay. said that yeah, she was yeah. with her okay. five bridesmaids. Yes, yes. And okay. so that stands you yes. out in like all the absolutely all regards because, and, yeah. and
1: gosh, there are countless stories of vengeful brides, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the kind of jealousy that comes mm-hmm. from a spirit who maybe died on their wedding night or died as a result of their marriage. Perhaps their husband killed them. Mm-hmm. They could see brides as this outlet for their rage and their anger and their, you know, disappointment, jealousy, things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, that, that is, that is an excellent point that, They're, you know, brides do carry in folklore alone. Brides are a very celebrated and, uh, and even mystical, uh, appointment.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. And there's also not negating the point too, that you are, I'm assuming on your bachelorette part like trip, and, um you know, I know of plenty of spirits in Savannah that are very staunchly against partying oh, or sure. <laughs> any kind sure.
2: of ruckus, so oh, but that wouldn't se- that wouldn't separate her unless unless her other bridesmaids are just like you know. Super chill and not partying no, but, at all, and she's the only one that would. No, that's not what I'm her. saying. Oh. Though,
0: is that you're still distinguished? You as the focal the, pointer, Yeah, you're right? still distinguished as the bride. So that would be the reason why it would more than likely be like you're the cause of this. You're the root because I, I, you're the cause of the celebration. I
2: disagree. With that one, I Why? disagree with that one because I think that this uh, this spirit that she's talking about is a, an intelligent haunting, just like Alice Riley, just like Maggie Hunter, in the way that they can differentiate things. And I think that they're not just looking for a source, like you know, like. Like a dummy walking around the room, you know, trying that's to find something. That's not self. what I was but, saying. Though. I mean, like, no, no, no. I know, I know, but I'm just saying that they're not looking for the source of the partying. I think there's something that she doesn't like about her in particular, and it's not the fact that she's a bride. I just don't. I don't get that. I don't, I don't know. Brides like are targeted. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. that that is a common
1: theme. You can t- there are ghost stories all around the world about brides leading up to their wedding day, being targeted by malicious spirits. Lots of mm. spirits don't like the idea of, uh, of a holy union at all. Mm. Some some cases, it's jealousy. Some cases, it's... And I, and mind you, I think that folklore is a highly chauvinistic field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So, you know, we place like lots of importance on virgins and lots of importance mm-hmm. on these these very tricky to assemble, yeah. you know, uh, rites of passage and things like that. Um, however being the focal point of celebration might be enough. A bunch of people celebrating you, you know, could be enough to stir jealousy. And let's not forget that when you get a group of women together, you are now dealing with a very powerful metaphysical force. You know, um, the the concept of covens and the concept of women's uh, uh, abilities and and potencies in various fields. Because again, you know, not entering gender politics, entering folklore and, and the belief of folklore. Uh, we used to kill women when they g- gather yeah. together. You know, mm-hmm. you gather together and and, and the society says, oh, there's something wrong with that. We don't want a bunch of women gathering together. Yeah. Right. Find the person in charge oh, and, yeah. and and punish them. You know, all of those things can play into it. However, I think because, you know, without like, A library of events of the place. However, you are also, I believe, I want to say that you're kind of in, at at that location, uh, because it was outskirts, you're kind of in, I think, the Irish ghettos. Mm -hmm. I think that's the area. uh, Which would be
0: even more interesting. Right. (laughs) Well, because, okay, so Irish-specific folklore, when it comes to the Fae, specifically. Oh boy, she wanted she wanted to be some Faye. Okay. Listen, she if you were so on bad. listen, if you were on my my live stream last Saturday, you would know we had a deep discussion about the Faye and the Faye were watching. So uh. regardless, anyways, um I no, love, so the Faye you. specifically you're so, you're so okay well, do you know why brides wore veils over their face in Irish weddings? Yeah. It was to conceal the bride to protect them against the fae because they had this what? belief that yeah. the fae would harm the bride oh yeah um and that's
2: exactly what i was thinking of yeah. early on so all right i then i you know i retract
0: and keep in mind my, my that, statement
2: that
1: anytime we talk about like things like the fae or or anything of that nature what we're really talking about is how people were categorizing events that they didn't understand Like we come up with the, the fae and the names of the fae and all these things, but really our contact is observational at best. Like if you had actual encounters with the fae and they're giving you information, you probably didn't live to tell the tale, you know? So a lot of times it's like, what is happening here? Why, why are brides dying so much? Why are these Hmm. things happening? And then they, they come up with the story that makes sense. I mean, folklore is a a categorization of events Hmm. that are unexplained and people look for the explanation. And that is the power of folklore, is that it does cement itself in a lot of ways, and you can find traces. You could start to say, this looks like the behavior that they're talking about. And, and therefore, there's nothing out of the ordinary in uh, evoking the name Fae or talking about the Fae in this manner because it was an observable thing. Yes, yeah. It was observable long enough for people to make stories of it, and not just make stories, but create behaviors Don't walk over there. Don't follow that light. Don't be over here. Wear a veil. Cover Mm -hmm. the mirror. All these things are are fae-related because people observed something and said, oh, that's messed up. What do you think it is? Well, well we're going to blame it on the fae. Let's
0: <laughs> yeah. start there. Name it, or blame it on the little people. Blame, blame it the on the tree. little that's people. Blame I it laughed. on these
2: things. That's why I laughed. Is because you blame like a lot. Not everything, but you blame a lot on the fae. Someone well, trips with their piece of pizza and face plants, you're like, fae.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, but uh, what I'm saying is that's that's legitimate because that is how we came to know all of these things. Yeah. Was somebody somewhere, like... Um, the Japanese have uh, yukai.
0: Uh, It's uh, the... uh uh, the
1: Yokai. Uh, They have a spirit for everything. Literally, like, if you fart in public, there was a ghost that did that, that made you do that. uh, So they create a bunch of different spirits to represent almost every conceivable bad thing that could happen. Sure. Give it a name give it a, a, a source, and mm-hmm. you can try to protect yourself against them. There are there are measures, it's like, I don't want to fart in public, so I'm going to, you know, fight that ghost. Yeah. I'm going to fight that ghost and, and come up with rituals that, that stave off, you know, all gas-related incidents <laughs> while in public. So uh, these are things that I think as cultures grow and share, like observations, like I've noted that brides die before they get to you know, the the altar well, what do we do? Well, let's hide her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was oh, what yeah. bridesmaids were mm-hmm. decoy brides. Yes, that, you know? that's
0: exactly what they were.
1: Yeah, they, they were decoy they were brides. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what. Oh, okay, that's that was another reason why the bridesmaids traditionally all wore the same dress, and it was supposed to traditionally be a similar style to mm-hmm. the brides, so that the bridesmaids would be sacrifices essentially, yeah, basically. Um, you wow. know, so you keep the bride safe. Wow. Yeah, that's
2: really that's like a military tactic. It is it military is. tactic. Really? Is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in the Faye is just a catch-all term for yes. a, a mess of different mythical creatures and yeah. things like that. It's
1: super strong in Irish and Celtic lore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's something to to you know, because I know that there is a large contingent of people whose eyes immediately roll every time they hear the word fae mm. thinking that <laughs> thinking that what we're referring to is something solid, something uh, you know, Truly known. What we know of the Fae are the stories and the idea that those powers, whatever they may be, exist because people took it so seriously. They took it so seriously. And when you think about how seriously they took it into the 20th, 21st century, huh. there are still people who will not do certain activities, specifically out of, you know, what we call a superstition but I would dare say is a deep and long enduring knowledge of something that we can't explain. Mm -hmm. So I, um, okay. I'm always, I'm always open to Faye discussion. Um, but I, I, I should put it on the table that for the listeners who, who want to be like, ah, Faye, these are things that people have recorded for time immemorial. They are as, as present in every culture on the face of the earth. Uh, something that you can't just... Uh, in Japan, there's a story of Hiroshima Taro. In, uh, in Ireland, there's a story of Oisin, And they are the same story, but they are separated by land and by ocean and by time. So be aware mm-hmm. that we hold on to certain things for a reason.
0: Right. <laughs> You know, it's um, it's interesting too because we even celebrate holidays of driving the fay underground. Um, oh, sure. you know? Yeah, and that's so, absolutely true. So it's yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. So um, because St. Patrick, you know, drove the fay into the, uh, out of the country. Essentially, they he drove them underground. Did he? Yes. So Keep wild. in mind
1: that Ireland is not known for their snakes. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the terrain is not snake friendly.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. But that was, you know, the. But it was,
1: yeah, the pagans, the, the
0: yeah. fae, the beliefs of the, all the, the structured the around things. it. I would so. like
2: to give a shout out to Lexi Dean because she just became a pear junkie.
0: Oh, Lexi Dean. Yay, Lexi, Lexi Dean.
2: Dean. Uh, cool. All right. Um, have you seen your uh, TikTok on our page? Uh, oh, you haven't, have you? No. Oh, it's what at
0: it? 1.8 million <laughs> Why? I know right? <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's from it's from the two girls With one ghost podcast oh, check that okay. out that was that was weird. that was last Tuesday uh it was the um it was the mirror and doppelganger oh, yeah. oh sure people it's go. the most successful thing I've, we've ever
0: done people go feral <laughs> well, you over know, doppelgangers Doppel-
1: <laughs> doppelgangers are, are nightmarish uh, just the concept and yeah. idea behind it but that's that's amazing. That's great. Oh, there
2: I know. you go. It's just, it's so funny. I, and the, the next one that's going to go viral is Japanese fart ghost. Anyway, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, all right. On to the next one. Uh, thank you, Tessa. That was really, that was really fascinating. Yeah. And honestly, because of our proximity, um, you know, to it. And if it's
1: an Airbnb, we can rent that thing we out. We can. And we can do an investigation.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm actually pretty sure I shot a movie in that Airbnb. Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure I did. All right. Okay, here we go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, Laura Rhodes says, uh, this is titled Ghosts and Children. Mm. It's Delightful. A shor- yeah, it's a shorty. So, so get ready to discuss. Good morning. Over the last few months, my 11-year-old daughter has casually brought up that there is something black and shadowy in the corner of her bedroom. She hasn't specified if this is a nightly occurrence or not, but she doesn't seem to mind sleeping in there. She did ask, she did ask it to leave, but no word if it left. I am open to the paranormal, to the spiritual, but I do not feel any weird vibes in her room. But I also don't want to feel weird vibes, <laughs> could be guarded, yeah. yes, uh, should I sage the room, and where do I find appropriate sage in Michigan? Uh, lastly, my daughter wants uh, to, wants to wear obsidian is eleven too young. I read it may not be suitable for younger people. Any mm-hmm. thoughts would be appreciated. Thank you, Laura obsidian, Madison? I, the, think obsidian
0: the I, I think obsidian should be fine for yeah. a child i mean it's generally just a protective it's stone a ward, absolutely um no that's not to say some people vibe better with different you know crystals some people you know prefer onyx some people prefer prefer black tourmaline so maybe just get a couple of each get a tumbler or something with like a little cage or whatever and see and what she likes best if you have
1: access to like a crystal shop or something of that nature let her walk around the shop and see if she's drawn to anything. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes um, our specific natures call for specific uh, vibratory things, certain stones, certain things. Because there is universal, you know, obsidian is a universal Mm -hmm. ward, but some people can use rose quartz very, you know, uh, diligently, or or any number of different gems. And even surprising ones that that wouldn't necessarily, you know, um, be cataloged as such so sometimes it's it's about following your your intuition
0: i would also recommend snowflake obsidian It's a little bit lighter it's um it's a different gem but it has obsidian inclusions which is why it's referred to as snowflake obsidian um but yes i do recommend that one um but as for you know if you do feel that It's necessary to sage her room or things like that. I would say give us a follow up of her uh, feelings, you know, about the entity because it's not to say that it's immediately a dark entity. It can be, you know, a kind of guardian spirit of sorts. And, you know, because not all guardian spirits are going to come through as light and bright and beautiful, you know, there's a whole sort of different spirits that can be watching over you. And that's why it's important to uh, trust your feeling when you see this entity because when you get that pit in your stomach, that's usually your gut telling you like something's not right here. But if she's not feeling, you know, uh, threatened by it or, you know, feeling like it's something that wants to hurt her her or feels obsessive, you know, there is not necessarily – it's not necessary to – rid yourself of it unless it becomes a problem
2: what about that uh cinnamon thing you did to our house
0: oh that's a whole different <laughs> purpose that's for money <laughs> <laughs> oh bring so, it yeah <laughs> all right yes for some rice bowls in the corner yes yeah. <laughs> and then what about uh
2: what about what about the salt
0: salt is protective um Salter room? yeah i mean you can but put if it's
2: in her room like, <laughs> right you, then that's oh, just then
0: keeping you. it in um We'll uh, you know, put it
2: in the middle of a room and it's like, you could circle the bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you
0: know, uh, but if you do get to the point where you feel like you want to cleanse the house or something like that, um, you know, there's a whole different variety of herbs that you can use to, you know, cleanse yourself and cleanse your home. It doesn't have to be sage. You know, typically garden sage, you can literally buy it at the grocery store, create a little bundle of it and just walk around the room. It, um you know, saying blessings or you can literally be as nonchalant as you want to. Whatever you feel gives you the most power. Um, but, you know, most metaphysical shops sell, like, juniper bundles. They sell all sorts of stuff. The things you want to stay away from truly are, like, white sage or, you know, palo santo unless that is a part of your culture because then you're dealing with closed practices and you kind of want to stay away from that. He's but- an
2: expert in this just... Is- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Should be absolutely. expert,
0: but yeah, that's that's my recommendation. And too also, though.
1: just just as you know, a, a discussion point. You know, um, there's a lot of of thought about. Um, girls between the ages of 11 and 15 really coming into their own as far as metaphysical awareness and abilities. So you may be entering into a phase of your daughter's life where she is more open, receptive, and even, you know, um, capable. Uh, so you kind of definitely want to to keep an open conversation. Don't, don't let her experience these things alone because a lot of times that is uh, a pretty predatory time, because that's a a perfect time for a spirit to really like endear itself to, uh, to the child and to, to, you know, um, to having it to their own. And, and a lot of times one of the tactics of, of darker spirits is to isolate so that that person doesn't rely on anything but the spirit for guidance for, you know, all these things. So be, be aware that there's enough, um, evidence and, and, and conversation about that age range of girl that, that they're coming into their power, that that power is um, most—and, you know, and, and unfortunately, the, the real track that we have of following that is, again, how the patriarchal societies really came down a hammer on anyone of that age range that exhibited anything remotely— you know, uh, preternatural or supernatural. So yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting time. And the fact that it, it just seems to have appeared recently, I don't know if there is more history with your daughter seeing things, but if this is like the first time and it is something that she can describe and talk about, maybe, maybe her eyes are opening and, and you need to be there at least to help, uh, navigate and make decisions, when spirits approach or when things happen.
0: Yeah. I completely agree of keeping an open dialogue of it because, um, you know, coming from somebody who was able to see spirits and was witchy before I knew what witchcraft was, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I did a lot of stupid things when I was a child, uh, that I didn't realize were stupid. And if I had had somebody there to guide me through this sort of task, I would say like go through it together so you can kind of oversee, you know, and do more thorough research before your child does, you know, candle magic in their bedrooms. Right. I mean, that's one of the
1: the true dangers is right now the internet is there and you can literally be like, ghost in my corner. How do I talk to it? You know, (laughs) you can, you can, you can access information without consequence and that that leads to action with consequence you know it's 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 a double-edged sword the information is out there it's readily available but um most people are are looking for that instant gratitude they look for that that answer that precise answer and there just isn't
2: one Mm -hmm. okay all righty thank you so much for that story uh okay moving on um, from Laura, we are going to Ashley Werner.
0: Nice. Yeah.
2: Ashley and Jameson.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Here we go. It's called crazy paranormal clairvoyant experience.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh yeah. Hey guys, para junkie Ashley here, AKA Jameson's mom. We love Jameson. Yeah. Just wanted to share this crazy experience I had recently. I think Madison in particular may find it interesting. I wanted to start off by saying that I have never actually seen a ghost, but I do have the ability to sense them and hear them, as well as being an extreme empath. I also have always had the ability to know things or sense things about people with no explanation of how I know these things. Recently, I've gotten very into meditation. And for the several days before this experience, I kept getting visuals of me laying in a field of tall dead grass that I, that I couldn't see over, but I could see people walking towards me in the distance. This part will be uh, relevant later, I promise. I think it's also important to mention that I come from a city in Ohio that was hit very hard by an opiate ec- epidemic and over the years have lost many friends due to various drug related reasons. About two years ago, I unfortunately had to distance myself from another close friend's a- uh, friend after realizing he was using drugs. I also uh, suspected he was getting mixed up with some pretty bad people. So anyways... I keep getting these visuals every time I meditate for days, uh, no matter how hard I try to focus on something else. So a couple weeks before Christmas, I'm driving home from working the night shift. It's about 6 a.m. Normally, I would take the highway home, but it was freezing rain that morning, and I have anxiety, so I decided to take the long way home. As I'm I'm stopped at a, a stoplight, I suddenly start to sense a very familiar energy around me, almost as if it was in the car with me. I then start to become overwhelmed with this intense sadness and sense of dread. As I continue driving, I cannot shake this feeling, and then suddenly out of nowhere, I start thinking about my friend I had mentioned earlier. At this point, it had been about two years since I talked to him and haven't really uh, thought too much about him since. So why was he suddenly popping up into my head now? Flash forward to uh, later that day, I wake up to a text from a mutual friend that I was still close with that our friend had been shot and killed. His body was found that morning around 8.30 a.m., just two hours after I experienced all of that. It gets worse. Um, it It gets worse. He was found in a field right on the corner of an intersection. That intersection was the one I was stopped at but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see him because he was covered up by tall, grass. dead mm-hmm. grass. Y'all, I cannot make this stuff up when I... I got chill bumps, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, I got chill bumps. Yeah.
2: Like, no lie. Um, Y'all, I cannot make this stuff up when I heard all these details on the news report. I have never been so shook in my life. I have had similar experiences like this before, but I have always been able to rationalize it in my head. Even when my aunt, who died suddenly when I was a teenager, and I knew about it before my parents even told me. I tried to chalk it up to the fact I was very close with my aunt and my cousin. So yeah, that's my crazy ass story. Madison... I would love to hear your take in this and if you have any advice on how to stop this from happening or at least from happening in such a jarring way. I would much appreciate your input because I am still shooketh from the experience. Stay spooky, y'all. All All of the love. Ashley. Oh, Oh, and then hold on. There is a follow-up email. Uh, from her, and it's titled "Regarding My Story." I almost forgot. I also wanted to share this article with y'all that briefly covers my friend's case. There are still no suspects in his murder, and she sent a link to uh, the to the homicide. Wow! Wow!
0: Um, well, first off, I'm sorry for your loss, Ashley. That's brutal. I mean. It sounds like less of a clairvoyance sort of occurrence and definitely leaning heavily into your clairsentience that you have. Um, For those listening who don't know what that means, essentially, that's, you know, people who have uh, dreams that come true, people who have knowledge of things that they shouldn't know about, things of that nature. It's referred to as clairsentience. And also, you know, I think the reason why this happens to you is because you're also, um you know, you have the ability to pick up on energy. Um, so basically or excuse me, clairsentience is picking up on energy, claircognizance is right. the knowing things and whatnot. So it's the clairsentience side of you that knows this person's energies, considering that you were good friends, you know, that doesn't go away. It's the same way as you know, JT could walk into the room and in and any place and I would be like, oh, JT's here. You know, they give off certain energies when you know them like that. Yeah,
2: because I'm loud.
0: Well, that as well. <laughs> but, you know, when you have that, a lot of times when it's coupled with that claircognizance, people have been able to predict things happening to their friends and whatnot. And I don't know if there's ever going to be a way for you to fully shut that out. But you know, I think it's actually really good for you to meditate because the more control that you have over your abilities, the more you're able to, you know, um, you know, seclude yourselves in certain situations. And I think it'll especially help you if you're an empath. But, you know, when it comes to situations like this, it feels almost like your friend was, his spirit was warning you that this was happening. Um, And especially because you were nearby where he was found, uh, that that sensation of feeling his energy in the car, it probably was him. You know, being like, hey, I'm here. This awful thing happened to me. And, you know, considering that you were friends, I'm sure his spirit was kind of entrusting you to give you this knowledge for whatever reason they feel compelled for you knowing this. And I don't know if there's anything that you could have really have done To stop them from giving you this information, so it's an unfortunate guess sometimes, but it is very fascinating that you're able to have that deep of a ability, that deep of that clear cognizance to be able to predict any type of situation like that, and that it's happened in the past as well, but. Chris, I don't know if you have a, a differing point on this, but kind of.
1: I mean, one of the more interesting things is as you're beginning your your journey into that meditative state and into the meditative world. Keep in mind that the things that you are closest and and recognize the most are going to be the things that shine the brightest, things that come through the clearest. And uh, when when things happen to people, we know uh, or, or or an impending event is coming; those are going to outshine any of the other things. Um, Hopefully, your life is not going to be filled with murder and mayhem, and you will be able to uh, learn to broaden the scope of your meditative. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, looking at Google Maps. You know, uh, when you start, you've got that pinpoint of where you are, and you can only see the area around you. But in time, you'll be able to pinch that screen to see much further, many things, things that are not necessarily directly connected to you. And you can start to traverse and think about the, the other plane. Because time, it doesn't really exist. And we are, we are trapped in a notion of time. And so when an event happens and it occurs and it can cause some kind of effect upon us, whether it happened in the near future, or the distant past, or wherever it is, that trail of events and that trail of the event can reach us. The closer it is to us, the more clear it is. So, um, so I wouldn't necessarily say guard against these kinds of visions. They're going to happen, but know that there comes a point when these kinds of visions are the same as receiving the news. When someone comes to the door and tells you something heartbreaking, it still breaks your heart. So, um, and in very rare occasions, you may see something that is preventable. You may see something that is that is about the energy trend. It is trending towards something, and you are manifesting an idea of what that trend will become, and you can maybe do something. So don't don't shut it out. Don't try to you know uh, to avoid it. Um, but the good news is, as you practice meditation, as you go further, you will get a wider scope of vision, and you'll be able to. To travel to places you want to go, rather than being forced to look at the things that are that are seeking you out. Um, you know, uh, the journey to enlightenment is about finding a place of calm amongst the tumultuous everything. So, so hopefully, keep practicing, keep moving, and know that it's it's a tough line. It's it's hard. It's going to be hard, uh, but we're here for you.
0: Yes. And also, there's a really interesting episode of Unsolved Mysteries that I think you should watch. Um, It was this woman who moved into an apartment, and I don't know what about the apartment unlocked her Claire uh, cognizance, but uh, but her daughter was seeing this woman in her room and things like that, and she was having dreams of numbers and locations and all this stuff, and she was able to assist the police in... You know, locating the girl who was murdered, who lived in her apartment that she was currently um, staying in. So,
1: yeah, one of the things that stood out about this letter was you mentioned multiple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could sense that there were multiple people around, and I was like, "That's that's kind of an interesting thing to know, right?" Because you know, it could have easily just been a one-on-one encounter, but it sounds like you may actually have some information. That is beyond what you know the police know, and beyond what what you know the mm-hmm. investigators can figure out.
0: And there have been multiple people who have uh, cognizance who have assisted in crimes Absolutely. and things like that. So
2: now, could do you think that she could go to that spot, that intersection, and like be there and kind of like? Potentially sent something or tell that something else happened for evidence, or
0: it depends on every. Everybody has different mm-hmm. nuances with their abilities. Um, you know, a lot of times that comes with deep control yeah. over your <laughs> abilities. I want
1: to invite that, <laughs> right?
0: And so, you know, possibly uh, it really depends. You know, on the person, but. It's a it, that's a sad situation. It's fascinating. You know? It's
1: yeah, but it does kind of give you this idea of the the network of spiritual energy that we all share, and if you're connected, how how somebody can pull on that connection to uh, to try to get your
2: attention. Mm-hmm. For sure. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that's all the uh, that's all the stories we have um, for right now. The other ones are a little bit longer, and. Um, I will tell you right now, um, Tiffany Shaw and Kareen Denny. Uh, their stories are going to be on the next Ghost Mail episode. Excellent! Awesome. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, Tiffany Shao is actually from South Africa, so fascinating. Yeah, so absolutely. This is a South African ghost story, I believe. Um, again, we don't read them. We don't read them uh, before we before we read them for you know realistic reaction. But yes, send in your Ghost Mail because we could do a couple more on that episode.
0: Absolutely. absolutely awesome yes uh well thank you uh, thank you to everybody who um sent in a story that we read on this episode those were all very interesting and fun conversations um but yes like jt said send us in your ghost mail uh we are happy to take anything long short in between doesn't really matter to us we we just want to hear your ghost stories uh, but also, if you don't already follow us on social media, definitely follow us over there. And we will be getting back to Q&As soon. So if you have a question for us that you would like us to answer, go ahead and uh, utilize the Q&A button on TikTok and our username on all social media platforms is Haunted City Podcast, so you can find us there. And then, if you want to join us on uh, Patreon as a para-junkie, you can find us under The Savannah Underground or Just Savannah Underground um, under uh, Patreon. And then, as well as that, we have our website, Haunted City Podcast, for all your merch stuff and all that fun thing, sort of things. But with that, welcome, or thank you guys so much, uh, and... My name is Madison Timmons.
1: And I'm Chris Susie.
0: And stay spooky, y'all.